You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome into the program on this glorious July 25th. Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson. Jay Barker will be back from his beach vacation tomorrow. Looking forward to that. It's nice to have you back, Lars. It's good to be back. Uh, it was a rough few days for me. Um, you know, I came into the studio on Wednesday when uh, I was fully anticipating doing the show, but... Um, you know, I started feeling really not well uh, that morning and um, then really was developing uh, extreme uh, uh, symptoms of, of COVID. And, uh, you know, I told you and, and Brittany Wagner, who is in studio, that, uh, look, guys, uh, I need to get tested for, for COVID right away. And uh, I did, uh, you know, uh, you guys were uh, gracious enough to do the show yourself. And, and uh, I know Brittany was an absolute star on Wednesday and uh, sure enough, tested positive. And uh, I got to tell you, 
uh, it absolutely just uh, crushed me. And um, I know you're, that this current strain isn't considered necessarily to be as as sort of as lethal as um, as previous strains, but this BA four and, and BA five variant, it it hit me hard, Matt, and I'm double boosted and and uh, uh, sorry, double vaccinated and, and double boosted, and on uh, Thursday uh, evening. I, I felt like uh, that I may need to go to the hospital because um, not only did I not have zero zero energy, I mean zero energy, but and uh, and, and you know the the dry cough, constant dry cough, um, but uh, I was having respiratory issues. Like it, it just felt like it was hard to get air, and that is a really scary feeling. And uh, you know, you and I were texting each other, and and you suggested that I go to uh, the the local fire station where they have paramedics, and and then uh, of course the power goes out because that was when the uh, really bad storm swept through uh, Birmingham, and and where I live in Vestavia, uh, power was out for about eight hours, and um, those were some of the worst hours that I I have had felt physically in a long, long time. And I, I was like, all right, if I can just make it through the night here, then um, I'll be able to hopefully just feel better in the morning. And, and sure enough, uh, I probably slept for two, three hours. And, uh, and it was just like a, a, a flip switched and uh, started feeling better right away. And, uh, and then, you know, it, the, the corner was turned and, and uh, by Saturday, I felt so good that I was I mowed my lawn, you know, in like 95 degree heat. Uh, took another test, and I, w- I was negative. And uh, but all in all, it was a, a stark reminder to me that COVID isn't going anywhere, and uh, and, and the pandemic technically is still going on. And a lot of people have asked me, well, where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? Well, no, you, you don't really know where you picked it up. But, uh, you know, I went to the World Games, several World Game events where I was in big crowds um, and uh, perhaps there. Uh, there's been an outbreak of COVID in uh, my the daycare where my kids go. And um, you're just hearing more and more people uh, coming down with COVID and uh and and yeah you know it's there there aren't as many deaths associated with it which is great but um <clears throat> you know hospitalizations certainly are on the rise and i i, I very easily could have been uh, that number and it, it's it's just disheartening uh again to have be, be double vaxxed and double boosted and, and still just get it so 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 severely but um, I, I'm convinced. I know everybody has their own opinion on the vaccinations, especially in this state. But I'm convinced that if I did not have the vaccination and the booster shot, I may may very well be past tense right now. Because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's my blood type, my DNA. Uh, this is the second time I've had COVID. And each time, Matt, it has just hit me like a two by four in the face. I was trying to think. I know you had it when you came back or were in Washington. Uh, two times. Oh. 
and I'm not going to get into the vaccination thing. That's not worth it. But yeah. I'm glad you're better. Um, my wife and I were very concerned about you. When you said you were so sick, I almost got in the car and drove over there anyway. What am I going to do? Yeah. Stand out in your front yard and go, hey, you want some spaghetti? Oh, <laughs> uh, I appreciate but, that. You, well, and, you and Karen were so generous. And I, I just, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You're, you're very, very welcome. But uh, glad you're back. Your dog in two weeks. How long you had that little puppy? Yeah, about hey, two Charlotte. weeks now. Charlotte, come here. Yeah, Charlotte has developed a little bit of a personality wow. now. Uh, she sat in your lap the first day and never moved. Now she's running around the studio. If you're watching, if you're watching our stream, here, here she is. If you're watching our stream. The reason why, ow, she bit me. <laughs> uh, the reason why my camera's shaking is because she's over there chewing on the cord. Come here. You uh, love bite. Yeah, she likes to chew uh, electrical cords. She's already ruined uh, <laughs> several very expensive electrical cords for me. Uh, just the other day, she went through uh, some ear earbuds. Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte. Say hi to everybody, Charlotte. Um, yeah, she's a she's a cutie, um, yeah. but uh, she's she's a handful. And she was great, you know. Uh, I swear, dogs can sense when you're not feeling well, and and Charlotte was just sort of right by me uh, through those those few days. But again, I, I tested negative on. Uh, on uh on saturday afternoon and uh it's been over 10 days since i had my first symptom so uh according to uh, as far as i can tell the cdc guidelines i'm i'm no longer contagious and that's why i'm back in studio but you and i are still going to maintain social distance yes and uh, you came in you did that and the way you handle on wednesday you came in you said i think i have symptoms i'm going to go to and simultaneously um uh, Brittany and I went, go, leave, yeah, yes. get out of here, and yeah. take your little dog with you. <laughs> uh, but that's how it went. Uh, speaking of disease and, and you know illnesses, uh, I read yesterday afternoon, John the third Alabama receiver, has been diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, his strand is called APL. Please don't ask me to pronounce what that acronym actually is. But... Uh, Really nice, uh, very, you know, genuine post that he put up. He said what he had was curable, but he's likely going to be off the entire season. Uh, personally, since my grandson has had leukemia, and this is a different strand now, but as he said, it's very curable. Um, I hope it's only a season. Because uh, if he has to go through this three-year deal, and I, I, I don't know, uh, like my grandson did, it may be longer, but it just, once again, is an example, Lars, of uh, you just don't know minute to minute. And he, yeah. and he recognized it. He's embraced it. He said, I'm, I'm going to beat this. Um, you know, my prayers are out for John Mechie, but good grief. He's, what is he, 22 maybe? He is 22. He turned 22 last week. He's probably um, in better shape than what, 99.9% of our oh, nation? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he was drafted uh, number 44 overall by the Texans, um, and they, they traded up in the second round for the pick. I mean, they wanted Mechie so bad that they sent three picks to Cleveland 
to move up and, and get him. And I, I think he, he's going to be a star in the NFL. Um, but the, the, the form of leukemia he has, it's the most curable form of adult leukemia. Um, and that is due to uh, just advances in diagnosis and treatment. And uh, right now, the uh, reported cure rate of this is, is 90%. And that's according to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And this is the same form of leukemia that uh, Chuck Pagano, remember the former Indianapolis head coach, had. And Pagano was able to, to beat it. Um, and uh, it, it's just uh, it's imperative once you get the diagnosis um, that you, you know, that you get after uh, treatment right away. And we've, we've talked about this before, Matt, how uh, football coaches, football players, they're in a good situation because they have doctors around them all the time. They're, they are really in tune with their bodies. And when something doesn't feel right, uh, there's somebody just, uh, you know, a, a doctor right there to uh, to direct them of, of what to do. And uh, as we all know, the earlier you uh, can catch something, the greater the likelihood that you will recover from it. Absolutely. And you know that, you know, my wife, Pam Huff, is about to experience this as well. Her particular type of breast cancer, though, is like Karen's was, it's fast growing. Yeah. Uh, from one year to the next, you could go from a stage two to a stage four. But fortunately, in all of the cases that you and I have just spoken about, got it early, kicked its butt. And I have no doubt Pam is, John Metchie's going to, uh, and that's all very, very cool. Uh, Mick is up. And I don't know, have you heard the uh, interview with Nick Castellanos, Philadelphia Phillies player? The we'll play it when we get back, and um, because Mick's big baseball guy like I am, I'll get his reaction on what a tool this guy is. Serious. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through early tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered storms forming by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Seen him? Never. I've seen. Uh, I bumped into Liv Tyler though once. Uh, Stephen's daughter. Uh, walking. What an attractive in, woman. In walking down the street in Soho. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just uh, absolutely beautiful. Uh, she was fabulous in uh, things that you do. Just the things that you do. The Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, uh, that was, um, that's a very underrated film. Anyway, 
I'm go- I'm going off. She's there. very talented. Yes. Uh, I heard a quote from her. Said that uh, she was 13 years old before she actually. She was 13, still thinking Todd Rundgren was her father. Really. I think that kind of tells you yeah. the circle they were running in. But anyway, Lars, uh, Friday afternoon, right after I left the show, uh, I flipped around, I was listening, and I hear Tennessee, 18 level one violations. Three were directly associated with not Jeremy Pruitt, but Casey Pruitt, his <laughs> wife was for like two years funding rent, car, all kinds of spending money for one or two or three, like maybe three three players. But nothing surprises me that happened during the Jeremy Pruitt era. Yeah, and you know what, though? Right now, it seems absolutely minuscule like that, that Jeremy and his wife Casey paid recruits 12000 in cash and arranged fishing trips and nail salon visits. <laughs> Twelve thousand, uh, and and then just overall, the staff provided about sixty thousand in impermissible impermissible benefits. I mean, we have uh, players, many many players, making more than sixty thousand in a matter of uh, a month or two uh, in in uh, in college football right now. Hey, Mick Gillespie joins us. Mick, how you doing, my friend? Hey, what's happening, guys? Ah, oh, it's just another manic Monday. Oh, how's that for corny? Where are you? Well, Where are you driving I'm, right now? I'm in, uh, well, I'm, I'm a bride. I'm, I've arrived. I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. It's my last Monday before I head back over to the Bama Insider YouTube channel and start Monday Night Quarterbacks. So that means football is right around the corner. So um, had to come up here and, and try some beers today while I'm off. And then um, I guess after today it's uh it's football go time Asheville North Carolina is absolutely one of my favorite cities in the United States my my parents used to live outside of Asheville in Brevard and uh and you hit it on the head there are so many good different breweries local beers there in Asheville and it's a it's a wonderful wonderful place and uh I love the the Biltmore uh, which is close by the Biltmore Hotel, Biltmore Wine, the Biltmore Estate. Uh, lots of lots of fun stuff to do there. I swear, Nick, I, I or Mick, sorry. I, I want I want your life, man. Every time we talk to you, you are doing something really fun and cool, and going to cool places. You live in a cool town. Um, let me ask you this: What is your favorite city in the United States? Oh, that's a good question, man. I, I've got three of them that I that I would say, like, if I wanted to live somewhere, that I would want to go, right? So I live in Fairhope, so that's always been, like, at the top of the list. Nashville and uh, Old Town Scottsdale. Um, those are the places, man. If I if I had, you know, uh, where I could say, hey, th- this is where I want to be, those are, those are my three favorites. But um, I had a motorcycle over there. But besides that, like, I like to travel and do stuff. And uh, <laughs> as I'm sitting outside here, um, you know, what about you guys? I mean, where do you like to go? Oh, wow. I like to go to the mountains uh, in Colorado. Um, 
I like Steamboat Vale, uh, even in the summer, Estes Park. Um, and uh, I like uh, the Oregon Coast, uh, some of the oh, smaller nice. towns, Newport. Um, and I've always loved, I mean, my number one city, not just in the United States, but in the world is, is New York city. And I was lucky enough to live there for 15 years. Um, let me, let me, uh, start by asking you, and I was out for the last few days last week, just about Kurt Bloom, the, uh, play-by-play -play announcer <laughs> for the Birmingham Barons who gets, a. Uh, uh, he's been calling the games for the Barons for, for 31 years. And, like, he is the grinder of all grinder. Never never stopped chasing his dream. And he gets the call up to the big show and uh, and and uh, and makes it up to uh, to call games for the Chicago White Sox. Just, just tell us about Kurt Bloom. I know you know him very well. Yeah, I was excited for him, you know. Um, he got to go do yesterday's game. And, uh, you know, it could be the start of something. It might be the only one he does. I don't know. But he's such a positive guy. We, we work in a business where um, it's, it's tough because, you know, you may be the best in the world at doing it. But, the you know, the guy who's picking the broadcasters has a nephew that's in there. Or, you know, the, the, the nepotism in the business, I'll just put it like that. It's disgusting. I mean, like, in, and I... I hate it because what it's turned into is who your family is um, and not how good you are at the craft. And I think that's why people, especially, particularly on radio, they don't have the attachment to their broadcasters like they used to. You know, so it's, it's tough to get breaks. Um, that, you know, they're, they're always looking to check boxes instead of put the best person in for the job, you know, who, who the, the fans want to listen to and who entertain the fans. It's like, well, this guy checks boxes and that's the business that we're in. And, you know, CB and I always have these conversations and he's always positive. Hey man, you know what? Keep doing it. You know, keep grinding away, you know, show up and do your best. And when, um, when I was in Birmingham last week, he told me and I was really excited for him and I, you know, and sent him a text yesterday, just said, Hey man, have fun. He's working with one of my one of my best friends in the business, Len Casper, and Len and I had worked together on Cubs for a long time, and you know, and I've I've had these conversations with Len before, uh, where you know some of the executives in the cities, in particular Chicago, which is um, it's almost like a mafia the way that they do they pick their broadcasters now, um, you know, and and if you're not in the mafia, you're, you're not getting a chance, you know. So CB's kind of been kept out of it for a long time well the guy who was in charge of that retired and then another guy stepped in and you know and now he's getting the chance but len len's always been very supportive of the guys in the minor leagues because he respects the fact that you know you you learn the craft by calling it uh by calling games every single day and i honestly i i, I didn't get a chance to listen i'm sure he did a great job i hope that this opens eyes for a lot of other uh, broadcasters out there to get chances too. There's another. There's another reason why those jobs don't become available very often is because once you get one, you will announce until you're 100. It's yeah, a very very to. coveted job. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that's not just true with Major League Baseball. I think that's true if you're the voice of Tennessee or. Uh, if you're doing hockey, or the case may be. Uh, I know you're on the road, Mick. 
But if you had a chance to listen to the uh, interview that was done or attempted with uh, Nick Castellanos, Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I did see that. And I know him from when his time was with the Cubs. And he is a passionate guy. Um, he is uh, someone who kind of wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, and he can be abrasive. And then also in his spare time, the guy likes to paint, you know. And and, and, and he's, he's a different guy off the field. But losing for him is really tough. Um, look, I'm in the media. And I, I, hey, Mick, I, I hang know. on just a second. Mick, Mick, let me, let me interrupt you for just a second. We have the sound, and for those that are listening that haven't heard it, let me just set it up. Uh, yeah, he's making is. over $20 million a year, and I just signed a huge contract, and he's hitting two forty five. He was 0 for 4, and he had runners in scoring position yesterday, and I don't know if he whiffed or not, but he didn't advance them. Nobody scored, and a real, he was booed. He plays Philadelphia. It was in Philadelphia. What do you expect? But I hope you can hear most of this. But, Artie, if you've got this loaded, here's the exchange between Castellanos and a reporter in Philadelphia. Did you uh, hear the blues there when you struck out and playing the game there? No, man, I lost my hearing. <laughs> so you didn't hear it? Come on, man, that's a stupid question. Why is it a stupid question? Can anybody else answer that for him? Anybody? Yeah, man, that's a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. If it's a stupid question, you should be equipped to answer all right, it. All right, I did answer it. All right, all right. The answer we got be able to answer is a stupid we got question. The, we got the answer. That, that doesn't good. mean that I can't say that it's a stupid question. It wasn't a stupid question. Of it's a legit question. If I heard the booze, is, 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 that's a rhetorical question. Of course, it's a stupid question. the booze? That's a stupid question. We got the answer. We're good. Thanks, guys. We're good. All right, they, they continue, and they go on and on and on. We can bring the right, volume right. down on that. And I, I'm, I'm a, I don't know. Were you able to hear that? I'm not sure if everybody else was. No, but, I could hear it. Yeah, uh, in yeah. a sense, okay. In, in a sense, the reporter asked him if he heard the booze. He said, "No, I'm hard of hearing" or something like that. And, and then they just went back and forth, back and forth. And I think it was a, it was a decent question, but the journalist went too far, in my opinion. I can't. Mm -hmm. No, it's not a stupid question. Yes, it is. It was. It, it reminded me of my brother and my sister. No, you didn't. But. Uh, you you defend this guy to a certain extent because you know him and you know him off the field. No, look, I, I'm not saying I'm friends with him. I mean, I know who he is, you know, and working with the Cubs, I, I remember him being there. But what I'm saying in this particular instance, um, I I just think that. Well, let me give you guys some kind of some background information on covering big league teams. You go into that locker room; those guys don't have to do press conferences. As a matter of fact, most guys don't. Like when we would go in every day to try to get players for our our shows or get audio or hear, none of the star players would ever even talk to you. They would go hide in the showers and go somewhere else. So the fact that he even talked is kind of amazing to me. You know, like because all he's got to say is I'm not going to answer any questions. So the fact that he kind of was going to answer questions tells you that you know uh, he's he's you know, he's trying to be accountable. And so right off the bat, just from that perspective of it, um, I was like, wow, you know, like most guys in the Major League Baseball where the players pretty much run everything um, wouldn't do that. And then the question, it, to me, I think it was a stupid question. I'll be honest. Like the question should have been, hey, I know you're struggling right now. And, uh, you know, there's definitely, um, you know, it, so I, would, I, I wouldn't have put it in a way like, hey, you got booed, you know, like, look, you think that Nick doesn't know? He that didn't put it playing? that way, though, Nick. He he yeah. didn't put it that he way. Said, 
He said, did you hear the booze? It felt like to me that the question was, it was put in a way where he was trying to get a reaction from him, not asking a question like legitimately like, hey, you know, how are you working through your struggles? And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to that and I'm going, okay, whoever that reporter is, and I don't know him, but um, good luck trying to get anyone to talk to you now. Because the players don't have to in the big leagues. They don't have to. There's no rule. They run everything. You know, if you haven't noticed, like, they don't want to talk, they don't talk. They'll be in the shower. They'll be back in the food room eating. Like, they'll see you coming for your, like, 45 minutes before the game or after the game, and they're not going to talk. Now, you know, Nick should have handled it a lot differently than that. I mean, you know, getting into, like, an argument with that guy, he should have just not said anything. He could have just been like, hey, look, I, I'm not answering questions and moved on. But that's just not who he is, you know. I, I, I don't know. I guess just me doing this for 20 years, I can't imagine going to someone and trying to bait them with a question. I, if I really was like, hey, man, like the, the fans are on you pretty good right now, how do you feel about that? Would have probably been how I, I would have approached it. But you're right. Look, they boo Santa Claus in Philadelphia. So <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a rite of passage. Uh, yeah, Mick, two quick things. In my experience, the most difficult athlete to deal with out of all the sports, Major League Baseball players. I've had so many bad experiences in clubhouses, I probably lost count. And two, look, this, I, I, I agree with you. This was a dumb question because what he's hoping for is like, yeah, of course I heard the booze, you idiot. Like, what? Do you, yeah. Why didn't he just say that? Because why didn't he get defensive? Well, I mean, you're paid twenty-two million dollars a year, and you're going to get upset. He's getting. It is a clown question. Answer it anyway. You're making twenty-two million dollars a year. Don't be a tool. I don't know. Uh, I just think uh, as it's the it's the reporter, and especially when the reporter then gets aggressive with the player. Uh, I didn't like that. I, that was stupid. I no, like, that that he I, showed himself to be a tool there. Yeah, I, nobody <laughs> wins in this situation. I mean, look, the the guy is obviously down. You can just tell from his body language uh, that uh, he's upset. And uh, there 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 are tactful ways to ask questions. And there are non-tactful ways, and this was the latter, uh, not the former. Um, it brings to mind another topic that I want to get into with uh, with you, Lars, and with Mick Gillespie as well, concerning the media in, in today's society, uh, in, in sports media. And we'll discuss that on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX 
technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. You see it all around you. Back on the Jay Barker show. Jay is winding up his vacation. Lars is back. Alex Bauman is in the studio too. Say hello, Alex. What's up, everybody? Hello, Alex. Uh, here is something that, is, and, and this is not recent. Oh, by the way, Mick Gillespie is joining us via phone. He's not in his boat today. What is he, in his jet? 
Uh, but anyway, uh, this has bothered me for decades, literally, since I got into this business. To me, coaches and players look at the media as one group, and most of them think they're out to get them anyway. And the fact of the matter is, and y'all interrupt me at any point, the media is just the middleman between the coaches and the players and the fans. I've always asked questions that I felt like my viewers, listeners, readers, whatever, wanted to know the answer to. You know, that's my job. It isn't my job to needle a coach, needle a player, try and goad them into saying something they shouldn't. I am merely the mouth, the, the speaker that provides this information for the, for the fans, for, for the listeners and the viewers and the readers. Am I wrong, Lars? No, not at all. I mean, I, I've never been a beat guy doing, you know, sort of in the moment. I'm, I've always focused on doing larger stories. And so, you know, my the thing that I always tell my students, what I've always tried to do myself is take readers to places they can't go themselves. And and an editor of mine might give me three weeks to uh, to do a four or 5,000 word piece where I interview, you know, 30, 40 people and then construct a narrative out of that. So, I, I, but I get what you are saying. Like, I, I'm trying to give fans something that um, they've never seen before, right? But uh, I, I've never been in a situation like you have and like Mick where uh, you are asking questions about what just happened in the game or looking forward to the next week's game and, uh, and, and again, trying to be a mouthpiece for the fan. But I think you are absolutely correct. You, your, your, your thoughts on that, Mick? Well, look, I, I feel like the players need to respect us as much as we need to respect them. And that goes for any sport. And I agree. I think baseball uh, players are hard to, to, to deal with sometimes because they have so much control. Their union's the most powerful union in sport. They've got guaranteed contracts. And if they don't want to talk, they don't have to, you know. Um, but it respects a two-way street. And I always try to be fair. You know, I played baseball. Uh, and I, I remember being in uh, college at Alabama and playing in a league in Birmingham. And uh, my the home field was uh, at a high school in uh, in West End in Birmingham. And we played in Endley and Cordova and places all around. And, you know, and... And even in that league, which, you know, was fun, it was tough to hit. You know, it was it, it was tough. Like, the guys are pitching and throwing the ball and you're trying to hit, you know. And and it's a frustrating game. Even when you're successful, you fail a lot. You know, and I've always tried to bring that into the broadcast that I do. You know, like, I, I, I don't accept guys not hustling and playing the game the right way. But outside of that, man, I – I also get that failure is part of it. And, and like a guy like Nick Castellanos, who wears his heart on his sleeve and really cares about the, the success and failure that he's having. I mean, look, he's got to know the Cubs just went in there and whooped those guys. And the Cubs aren't a good team. We're, I mean, we're about to trade half of our roster at the big league level. They're not supposed to, you know, get swept by the Cubs at home, you know, and, and that's exactly what happened. So there's some frustration there. But at the end of the day, you know, I think that you just try to give someone the same respect that you want back. Lars made a great point during the break. I want you to share that on on why maybe Major League 
baseball players. Yeah, again, are often it, it, my, my my general experience is that uh, major league players are harder to deal with than any other players in any other sport. And my, uh, you know, interpretation as to why is because uh, the vast majority of them go straight from high school into the minor leagues. They never, and then and, and then they're living in this bubble, right? It's just baseball, 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 baseball. And, uh, and then they never received the proper media training. Uh, reporters are viewed as pests, not sort of allies to convey your message to the fans. Um, I, I don't. Do you do you agree with any of that? Again, this is just my sort of own interpretation, Mick. Well, yes and no. Look, first off, it's changed a lot because so many of the players now more players have gone to college and are drafted out of college than come straight from high school. You know, it used to be back in the '80s and '90s. You know, it was like, hey, look, the best players are going to sign right out of high school, right? But that's changed a lot. You know, and you look at the draft and, and you look at the number. There's more guys that went to college that didn't. And so when you're in college, and particularly in these big schools, you're going to deal with the media and it's something that you're going to grow up around. I honestly feel like I agree with you that they're tough to deal with. I, I feel like you're right about the bubble. I live it. You know, like during baseball, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing games every day. Now they've made the schedule in the minors where we're off every Monday. But it used to be we would work like 20-some days in a row, you know, and get up. Go to the ballpark, you know, do whatever you got to do, and then the game. And so, uh, you know, that's a part of it. But um, I, I really just feel like it's just the culture. You know, you're you're allowed not to talk to the media. You're allowed to kind of live in your own bubble if you want to. And they make so much money when you get to the major leagues that there, what's the incentive to have to go out and, and, and build a brand? Some guys do it. Joey Votto, guy that I've worked with, love. He's doing a great job of kind of connecting with the fans. But for every Joey Votto, there's 25 guys, 30 guys, 50 guys that, you know what, they're going to do very little outside of playing baseball. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. That was the voice of Mick Gillespie. We've got uh, Jay's taking another day off. He'll be back in the studio tomorrow. Lars is with us. Alex is with us. And uh, when we come back, I want to... I want to continue this and and get you guys' opinion on how much social media has to do with the situation that we live in today between the media, athletes, and coaches. And also, I'll give you an example of one of the people I think is probably the leader in the clubhouse uh, as far as how he treats reporters. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through early tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered storms forming by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Dalman in the studio and uh, joining us via the phone is Mick Gillespie. Uh, I, I 
point a big finger at the uh, uh, you know kind of the disconnect between media, and coaches and players, social media, uh, because, and I don't know who asked the question of the of the Phillies player Castellanos, but people get credentials now that you never would have in the past. Right, <laughs> they I, they're not authorized, and they are out there to be an influencer. They are out there to make themselves the star, not the player. Don't you think, Lars, that social media has contributed greatly to this disconnect? Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh, I mean, we just saw it at SEC Media Days when there was uh, the media voted um, uh, the order of finish in the SEC and somebody voted Vanderbilt number one. I mean, uh, you know, why does that person have a credential? Because that's just a, a, a joke. What a waste. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, Mick, I know we don't have you for much longer. Just your thoughts. Yeah, whoever voted Vandy as the, uh, you know, the winner, they should take basically take their, their ability to vote because they're clowns, right? I mean, Vandy might not win a game in the conference this year. But, but that, I mean, look. There, you look back at some of the votes that the, that the media has for the Baseball Hall of Fame, which, by the way, had its induction yesterday. And, yeah. you know, the people that would vote against, you know, some of the all-time great players not to get in because they said, well, they don't belong in on the first ballot. You know, like, okay, come on. You know, like, what, what does that even mean? Like, either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not a Hall of Famer, right? Um, and, and I agree with this, too. Like, I, I was watching the uh, – which turned out to be, by the way, maybe one of the great moments of, of media this year. But Clayton Kershaw at the All-Star Game was doing his media that you have to do for that. And, 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 a, and a little kid was there. And they're like, well, how did he get a credential? Well, he's got an Instagram following. It turned out to be a great moment because the kid was like, well, you know, my grandfather died and you were his favorite player. and He wanted me to meet you or whatever. And, um, you know, and then Clayton Kershaw gave him a hug and, and all that. Right. Which I thought was cool. But at the same time, I'm going, okay, like, what's your question? Like, what are you doing there? You got Instagram followers? Like, you and your dad get to, like, show up? What if every kid did that, you know? So at some point, we have to say, hey, you know what? This is a legitimate media company or service or whatever, and it's not. Now, with that said, the media business, guys, has changed so much because some influencers, you know, do have a lot of followers. Who would have thought that John Boy who one of my good friends, Justin Shackle, works for, a guy that uh, was one of my radio partners and now works with the Yankees. He works with John Boy. John Boy is, is a you know a digital media company. They do the videos, like if there's a fight, the, you know, the guy that runs John Boy will like, narr- narrate it. it. It's awesome. And, and they have a ton of followers, and people pay attention. They're also the ones that broke the story about the Astros uh, you know, using electronic uh, 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 technology to cheat the year they won the World Series. And, and, and so they're legitimate, you know? So you got to kind of look at it and go, man, you know, it used to be that if you worked for the Tuscaloosa News, you know what, man, you're, you, you're the only, you know, one of the only, like, legitimate news media that cover the team. You know, now I work with Bama Insider. We've got, you know, we're closing in on 100,000, and we'll have it sometime during the football season, 100,000. Uh, subscribers on our YouTube channel. 
you know, I saw Josh Pate was on a show the other day. He's got a hundred thousand. I mean, he's one of the biggest names in uh, college sports, right? Covering a team, we're right there with him. So we're legitimate. But I would have never thought ten years ago that I'd be working for a YouTube page. But you know what? That's the way that the business is right now. And if you want to know what's going on with recruiting, or you want to know what's going on with Bama or whatever, we cover it. You know, so you got to figure out like, is this a kid and his dad in the basement, or is this a legitimate news service? And I think that's what the tough part is for guys like Josh Maxson now. I hope people listening and watching this on the stream are getting. You think they uh, are getting what we're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. And I hope they find it interesting. I guess that I, I know they understand. That was kind of lame on my part. But uh, landscape of social media and media shifting beneath our feet by the day. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in, Matt Coulter, along with Lars Anderson, Alex Bauman. Our many thanks last hour to Mick Gillespie uh, as he joined us for almost the entire hour. Coming up, one fifteen. Who to man? Tim Brando. That means we get to take the hour off, <laughs> and I mean that in the most flattering way because Timmy uh, he just offers a whole lot. Um, other things that are in the world of sports. It is the end of July. And I guess what next week they hit the pads. Yeah, and uh, awesome. there's training camps all across the NFL that are opening up. Uh, it's an exciting time. I mean, man, it's just uh, boy, this weekend it, the it, there was just no sports on, no sports on whatsoever. Uh, you and, still just don't um, count baseball, do you? No, I don't. I do not count baseball. Something very, very wrong with you. <laughs> um, but. Gosh, I know uh, my, my brother called me, and he's just like, I can't wait for football. Can't wait. He lives, what, three lives, blocks from the stadium? He lives in D.C. Yeah, he lives uh, about three blocks from National Stadium, and he loves going to games. Oh, good. He'll get, uh, there's, I think, $5 seats uh, way, uh, you know, upper tank or way in the outfield, and he'll uh, he'll take his youngest daughter, and they'll just walk over there. And, uh, boy, that... That stadium has absolutely served as an economic anchor for that entire part, that entire section of uh, of, of Southwest DC, and it is. Um, if you would have gone there ten years ago, you would not recognize it today. And the value of my brother's place has just skyrocketed, skyrocketed. Um, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> So they'll be doing fine once they decide to move out of D.C. They've been there for about 25 years, maybe 30. But, um, yeah, he's become a baseball fan, and uh, they loved it when the when the Nats won the World Series a few years back. But that, that team's been completely dismantled. Oh, they remind me of the Marlins from several years ago. They won it all and then so is it basically dismantled the team. This year, is it basically the Yankees and everybody else right and now? And the Dodgers, yeah. But um, you've got some other teams that are certainly in the running. Atlanta. Uh, the Mets are very good. Have and you, uh, have you got Astros will always be a challenge in yeah. the American League. Have you gotten a chance to see the captain? No, I saw the promo, and I want to watch it, but my issue was I think it's 90 minutes or maybe more. It's in more serious. I want to watch it. Continuous. Yeah, I, I watched the first two episodes that aired on, I think, ESPN2. Uh, maybe it was Thursday night, or I tried to at least, uh, through my COVID sickness. Um, but, uh, you know, Derek Jeter was known as a guy who was just uh, very difficult to uh, sort of get to understand. Because he played the game. Like, he could say a lot without saying a damn thing, right? <laughs> and it was impossible to really get to understand the real Derek Jeter, which in a way made him perfect to be the shortstop for the New York Yankees. 
uh, uh, Will Leach, who's a, a terrific writer, uh, a couple of years ago when, when Derek was playing, um, I forget what, ma- it was, maybe it was like New York Magazine. It was one of the magazines in New York that was, that was flourishing. And he had an assignment to do a uh, long piece on Derek Jeter. And, uh, of course, he requested, you know, a uh, one-hour sit-down, one-on-one with Derek Jeter. And, uh, you know, the PR guys were <laughs> for New York. They did their best not to laugh at him. And then, okay, how about 30 minutes with Derek Jeter? And we will get, like, our own fancy uh, photographer, and we'll get, the, we'll get the photo shoot done. It will be a cover story. And, again, the PR guys just sort of laughed. And so what Will did, I thought, was very creative. He decided um, for 30 straight home games, he was going to go up to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, and I assume he was living in Manhattan at the time. He's going to go up to the Bronx and ask Jeter one question every single day for 30 days. And, uh, and, and, and he did. And, uh, you know, Jeter, of course, he got nothing out of Jeter. You know nothing. Wanted to know about his his background, uh, uh, his 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 parents. But he's asking. Uh, his excuse date. me for interrupting, but I'm trying to get this mental picture. He's asking these questions in a pool of reporters. He waits till the pool the to, until okay. the herd thins. Okay, and then he's got Jeter one on one for like a minute, and and Will tells Jeter what he's doing finally. And I think Jeter started like calling him like one minute Will or something, yeah. and. Uh, um, hey, uh, so he ends up and he gets nothing and he doesn't even write about the, the way that he did his reporting. And it was just sort of a standard profile on Jeter, uh, the, the, the classic write around where you just, you get people to talk about the, yeah. the, the main subject. Uh, those of us who in writing, they know, they know all about the write around, but, um, so he ends up then taking the magazine after it's all done, the stories in the magazine uh, Jeter's not in the clubhouse that day, but he just leaves it on Jeter's uh, chair in front of his locker. And the next day he comes back, Jeter's not there, but he sees that another player has the magazine. <laughs> He's doing like the crossword puzzle. Oh, that's so, awesome. Jeter never even read it. He, uh, <laughs> what a great story. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and you've heard the tales of Jeter and his gift baskets, right? So Jeter lived. Uh, I can't at, tell you that I do. Jeter lived in an apartment. Have uh, Jeter lived uh, on the Upper East Side, and uh, and he was known to have you know uh, lady visitors. And, I can't uh, imagine that. And he had this is this has been reported all over the place. Now whether or not it's accurate, I don't know, but he had sort of pre-made gift baskets. That had like signed stuff from him, and and other assorted items in the gift basket that the young lady could take with her when uh, their interaction was over. When he called the taxi, yes, <laughs> he probably called him a town car. Yeah, yes, or a limo, uh, big limo. If you're Derek, I guess Jeter. it depends on how the night went. So anyway, yeah, if you uh, if you Google gift basket in Derek Jeter, okay. it'll be all, all right. over the place. Back to your original yeah, sorry, comment. No, 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 no. I, I found that very interesting. Did you like the part you saw? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. 
I mean, I, I, I know a lot about Derek Jeter just because I lived in New York for so long and my time coincided with his and, um, you know, he was just clutch and, 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 uh, I knew he grew up in, in Michigan, uh, and, uh, he always dreamed of playing shortstop for the Yankees. It was the one team that he wanted to play for Yankees had the number five overall pick, that year that he was a senior in high school, he was the national player of the year. Uh, Jeter and his agent thought he was going to go number one overall, and he falls to five, and the Yankees get him. A typical Yankee luck. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, then there's there's video of, like, 18-year-old Derek Jeter at Yankee Stadium. and I mean, he's so skinny, and and uh, he said, hey, I'm going to be up in, in three years starting here. And uh, he worked his way up through the minor leagues, and and uh, there were thoughts that he could get traded at some point. But, man, he just uh, he was the cornerstone of that franchise uh, through, um, I'm not even sure how many World Series they won, four or five. Yeah. Um, and just what a run with Mariano Rivera, Bernie Williams, Andy Pettit, Jorge Posada. Uh, the list goes on and on and on um, of just... Uh, there's a you know a core group that really formed that that dynasty. Alex Bauman is our intern, broadcast student at UAB, and I'm not asking this to try and be funny or silly, but do you do you ever see Jeter play on television? No. Are is you it? interested in the, the this documentary? Which you know they're really trying to frame it as like the, the last dance. They're they're trying to make it similar to the last dance, and I think the last dance was so successful because it was during the pandemic and nobody had anything to do other than to watch. Uh, that was the only sports we really had. But um, so, do you have any interest in watching the captain? Oh, I will watch it. You will. Yeah, it it it, it is interesting. It is. Well, but I've heard other people. Say it isn't the last dance. Oh, it's absolutely not the last uh, dance. It's because the last dance. There's so much footage oh, that my. we hadn't seen before, and we saw glimpses of Jordan. I mean, sustained. I shouldn't even say we we saw sustained windows of Jordan that we'd never seen. I, I didn't realize that his teammates didn't really like him because he was such a hard driving uh you know taskmaster and if you weren't as committed as him you know he was going to let you have it uh but uh, Jeter uh has always been a, a wall around him that was uh, tough to penetrate and many many reporters tried over the years and just uh, weren't successful but uh I, I i found the two first two episodes pretty pretty interesting but again i i found it interesting because i lived through it and uh, it brought back a lot of great memories. I remember once uh, when the Yankees clinched the World Series, I was literally in the top row of Yankee Stadium, and yet somehow, after the last out, I got drenched with beer. <laughs> uh, just like you at the top of the rim in Tennessee. Yes, I was at the top row of Tennessee. Was and there was beer flying. Yeah, yeah. It's a great video. Hey, uh, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. When we get back, the one and only Tim Tim Timmy, Tim Brando, will be on the show. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hey. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through early tonight. The high today 91, tonight's low 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny, scattered storms forming by afternoon, the high 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. like college football. You can't get it out of my head, man. That's what I'm talking about, that Colbert. Timmy. <laughs> Love this Hey, song. it's good to hear your voice, man. Did you play today? No. No, no, no. Never on Monday. Well, unless some municipals got some time. We closed the course on Mondays. But um, I'll be back oh, out there yeah. tomorrow. I love Can't All Get you Out of My Head. That country was, clubs do that. That was their first big hit, and uh, I, God, I love Jeff Lynn. How are you guys this morning or this afternoon? Oh, Every, everybody's great. We're hot, but heck, that's that's true in a lot of places in our country. Uh, what's the first yeah. album you ever purchased on your own? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to say, and this will maybe surprise you uh i'm gonna say the first album that i ever got you gotta remember now when i was uh 17 i was already doing disc jockey work so i got a lot of freebies after i was 17 but i i definitely got um i definitely bought and and was really happy to get um and it's going to blow your mind, but it's true. I just think it's one of the greatest albums ever made. Um, it was Tapestry. I knew you were going to say that. I swear. Every person I've ever known in my life has that album. Yeah. Or my generation, it's incredible. I think. It's not a guy album, obviously. But, I mean, how many hits were on that album? Okay. It was unreal. Five. And, you know, I bought... Uh, I'll never forget the, the Jesus Christ Superstar uh, when that came out. Woodstock. I think every kid my age got the Woodstock album. But I want to say it was Tapestry that, um, you know, just jumps out there. That's my... Lars, what was yours? My first album was uh, Blondie, Heart of Glass. Really? Yeah. Alex, do you even know what a, what an album is? God, that is so commercial. <laughs> God, Lars, I expected so much more from you. <laughs> well, hey, the first ever the first ever rap song is on is on that, and we no have question. heard of blind. Yeah, yes. She, yeah, Mark is not going to front of that. No question. Yep. No, right. she doesn't. She doesn't. Okay, Tim, what is widely regarded as that Blondie song "Rapture" was to rap as the initial disco song? Do you remember? Hmm. What the initial disco the song was to me. Well, I mean, I mean it's, the one it's, that would be like the, what people say. The national anthem of disco to me was Get Down Tonight by Casey and the Sunshine Band. That's the <laughs> national anthem. Okay, for, for Man, disco. What a horrible. To me. Horrible. horrible. Loved Get Down Tonight. Uh, I, 
a lot of and, people uh, credit the Hughes Corporation with "Rock the Boat" as being the "Rock first the Boat" would be a great one. Yeah, like song. That, would a, that would be a great one, no question. Um, but I was all about KC and the Sunshine Band, to be sure. And uh, we had a disco wedding reception when Terry and I were married. So with the the oh, mirror ball, no, you, yes, yes, we <laughs> no, did. You did it. Yes, we did. I had a DJ. <laughs> We had a DJ whose name I had given him to be on the air. I actually gave him his DJ's name. <laughs> did and, you uh, ever frequent Studio 54? Yes, I did get to Studio 54 once in my wow. life. I did. How was it? As advertised. Let's just say that my <laughs> wow, this is the first. This is the first time more, we've. More uh, you're, you're being. It's the first time you're being circumspect in your answer. Uh, well, it was, that it was also so. the first time that I really came to grips with the impact that disco had had on um, alternative lifestyles. I'll put it that way. Is that politically correct enough for you? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I.E. see the village people. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's, uh, you know, let's turn to that turn... way. I had never looked at it that <laughs> yeah. way, fellas. I really didn't until I, I went into Studio 54. Could uh, yeah. We could talk music all day. Um, yeah. Tim, the, the big story coming out of the SEC this week, uh, late this week was, uh, or last week, I should say, uh, NCAA charging Tennessee football with 18 level one alleged rules violations. Uh, and that's the most severe under its rules for impermissible recruiting benefits, totaling about 60 grand. Uh, and uh, payers being prospects, players, families being paid by Coach Jeremy Pruitt. And his mm -hmm. wife Casey uh, making some uh, payments as well. Your reaction, and do you think Tennessee uh, gets hit pretty hard by the NCAA? I thought Jeremy Pruitt got hit harder than they did. Honestly, uh, I don't think he'll ever coach in college again. Um, I'd be shocked if he did. But I do think that Tennessee's going to be fine. I think it probably. Uh, makes their current leadership feel pretty good. And um, I, I think probably the other big loser besides uh, Jeremy would be Philip Fulmer, whose legacy is uh, tainted quite a bit. Um, you know, the lasting impression of his, uh, his, jo his last job there, and I, gosh, listen, I was one of those that, that uh, touted that, that he should be hired, you know, as the new AD. If, you know, if you if you want to fix Tennessee, you have to fix football first, and I thought that uh, Philip would fix football there. I really did, and uh, he made a horrible decision in bringing in Jeremy Pruitt, and and that's going to be a lasting impression for him that uh, he'll never be able to escape. You know his his coaching record and his national championship is forever. You can never take that away, but um, that's that's it's going to be a really difficult one for him to deal with for the rest of his days. That's my takeaway. I don't think uh, the current Tennessee program at all is going to be affected whatsoever by it. Matter of fact, I think it will only uh, make them a more refreshing story because now they, you know, everybody just wants them to begin playing so they can forget about what just happened last week. 
Tim Brando from Fox Sports is our guest. Tim, I want to introduce you to our uh, intern, UAB broadcast student Alex Bauman. He's got a question for you. And also, give him sage yeah, hi, words Alex. of advice for a 19-year-old broadcaster. Lovely. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, so, do you agree with the media that Auburn will finish last in the SEC West? And if not Auburn, who do you think will? If Auburn is not last in the SEC West, who do I think will be last in the SEC West? Well, that's a great question. Correct. <laughs> that is a really, that is a really We've good question. We've taught him well, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, aren't we getting rid of the division soon? That's a moot point now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I shouldn't even bother with that. <laughs> um, that's a great question. Uh, there is no, you know, on the Western side, there's no obligatory Vanderbilt that we can just put there. Is there, um, you know, I guess, I guess it really does have to be Auburn. If I had been voting, that's probably who I would have put there. Um, you know, it's very rare that one of the Mississippi schools that, that both Mississippi schools are good simultaneously. Okay, if one is flourishing, the other one is struggling. Uh, and so depending upon how you view the upcoming season for either State or Ole Miss, I think you have to either, you know, look at the lane train or, or see that, okay, other than Will Rogers, what does Mississippi State really have? The schedule is brutal. So... You know, it might come down to the loser of the Auburn-Mississippi State game. How, how does that sound? Does that sound like a a good way to answer it? Yep. I'm going to go with that. It does. Hey, Timmy, can you hang on through the break? Yes. You're, you're, awesome. the, you're the best. All right. Uh, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Tim Brando from Fox is our guest. Alex Bauman's in the studio. Our UAB intern. And over there is Lars Anderson. And somewhere in this studio is Charlotte. How old is that puppy now? She is about uh, 13 weeks. 13 she's, weeks. She's the official mascot of the Jay Barker show. She right. is now. And Charlotte Anderson. Yes. Uh, what a cute little dog. All right. Uh, more on SEC Media Days with Tim Brando on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show today, vacationing will be back in this studio, the fine studios of ABX here in Homewood. He'll be back tomorrow. Lars Anderson is here. Alex Bauman is here. And so is Tim Brando. Tim, uh, let's look at the uh, Big 12. Who do you like uh, as, the, as the favorite? And uh, also, what's a, a dark horse team for you? You, you? you obviously pay attention to that conference. And, uh, yeah, I'd love just to get your analysis slash opinion. I like Baylor, and I don't think uh, it's going to be really – 
unless there's some major injuries on the defensive side of the ball, I think they're going to be incredibly good. You know, as good as last year, maybe better. Uh, their quarterback, uh, Blake Shapin, uh, who's going to be taking over for Bohannon, who got hurt at the end of the year. Shapin actually quarterback uh, the championship game uh, to beat Oklahoma State is a local product. He's from Calvary High School here in Shreveport. He's the nephew of the great Hal Sutton, uh, former Ryder Cup captain and um, PGA champion. He's from good stock. He's got uh, a great arm. I think he was going to win the job, and uh, and Bohannon knew it. He was more of a runner anyway, and so he, he decided to transfer. And, um, and I think Aranda, they've just got an outstanding program. And uh, – I see them winning it. I think Oklahoma State will be right on their heels. Uh, I think Oklahoma uh, is is going to struggle some with the changeover. They'll certainly be in the the Big Twelve hunt, but I think they are m- very overvalued uh, in the preseason, uh, j- largely just because of their name. And uh, and Texas will struggle again to have a winning season. I think I think Texas is going to be, um, you know, again in transition. Uh, even with the quarterback whisperer and an outstanding quarterback there, I think they're going. And, and you know, look, they've got a great running back too. So, but their defense is just horrible. And I think you have to play quality defense to win. Iowa State has uh, hung around in a lot of games because of their defense. Kansas State hangs around in a lot of games because of their defense. Big Twelve has a lot of really solid football teams that don't get enough credit because. Uh, they're, they're not in densely populated areas and uh, don't have as much brand cachet as either Oklahoma or Texas. But to, to be perfectly frank, uh, in the modern era of, of Big 12 football, since really the CFP began and Baylor and, and TCU were both uh, kicked out of the, the first college football playoff because of a, uh, a decision that Bob Bowlesby made not to anoint a champion, Okay, uh, and and Ohio State blew out Wisconsin in 2014. Since that time, through the entire CFB era, um, it, it, you know Oklahoma has dominated the league in, in championships. Yes, but uh, look at the record of Mike Gundy and look at the record of Aranda since he got there. Uh, these two programs are outstanding, and I think that right now they're both better than than both Oklahoma and Texas going into this season. Uh, how do you think Brian Kelly will fare in his first year at LSU? I've said this publicly. I think he can win 10 games. I think that they could win uh, 10, uh, you know, and blow people's minds by doing so. Uh, eight or nine, I think, is certainly uh, the more comfortable uh, prognostication, probably. But uh, this is going to be the best group of athletes that he's ever started a camp with. I mean, they got better personnel even than that Notre Dame team of a year ago. They do. Uh, and they've got uh, stockpiles of talent at the mission-critical positions offensively. Uh, they're going to have to – their biggest problem is their offensive line, and I think that that will be a trouble, a trouble for them against, you know, the great teams in the SEC, you know, uh, the teams that really do have outstanding defenses historically, and, and that will be true again this year. But I think that if they can get the play from Miles Brennan that they that, that they really think that they could at quarterback, and then you've got 
the transfer from Arizona State, whom I had a chance to see several times uh, playing for Herm Edwards. They got options on the offensive end, Lars. I mean, they'll, they'll be able to put 40 on the board uh, in a lot of games. Um, their defense, I think, will be better than people anticipate. And uh, I see LSU as a team that's being vastly overlooked. When you look at the the media day's prognostications on the West, I looked at LSU. What did they have in the fifth, I think it was, um, in the West? Man, that's exactly what they want and need and can't wait to begin the season. I think it puts them in a great spot, and they are the beneficiary, really, of the the fishbowl that Texas A&M has placed itself in. I think LSU, because A&M is considered light years better than they are, will be motivated and will once again uh, prove to a lot of people that you don't discount LSU, that they are a team that can bounce back in a hurry after a bad year. They certainly and always do have the talent. Real quick, I, I have to just kind of interject this. Whenever I hear the name Hal Sutton, I remember, because he'd been married so many times, that his brethren on the PGA <laughs> nicknamed yeah. him. Do you remember what they called him? Yeah, it was actually Peter Jacobson, I think. Halimony, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Halimony. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's one of the greatest he's nicknames he's I've ever heard assigned, anyway. Yes. He, he's able to chuckle him. about it now. I tell you, he's a really good guy, and it's, uh, and has done a lot of great things in his life and career. We're good friends, but yeah, um, good. That, old, him, that old thing. That, all said uh, hey in Birmingham. You got yeah. He's he's doing well. He's in Houston now and uh, has an academy uh, there and is uh, is doing really well. One one thing I wanted to mention to you guys before I left here today is that um, Big Ten Media Days begin tomorrow, and don't be surprised if the don't be surprised. I'm not saying it's happening, but don't be surprised if the major mega media deal is dealt with right off the top tomorrow. Well, I that's, guess that's you would know. News of the day coming from <laughs> Indianapolis tomorrow. Uh, interesting. Yeah, very. My mind's kind of reeling right now. But all right, uh, one final question, Tim. We'll let you go. Uh, this story yeah. broke. I think Casa Grande wrote it just a little while ago that Alabama is allowing space now for merchandise sale sales inside Bryant-Denny. There'll be a store. And the sole purpose of this particular store is NIL. Yes. This is what it's all about. This is the way yes. it should be. Right. And uh, I applaud. I mean, I, I'm sure that this group is doing It's called The Authentic. Uh, I'm sure they're doing it in Oklahoma and USC and many other places, but yeah, I, I mean, applaud that's, Alabama that's for making this effort. Companies are doing, yeah, and, and and might I add, they're doing it the right way. And and this is, I mean, I don't think fan, fans will be walking by that, not even thinking that way, not even understanding <laughs> that that's in fact what's going on. And um, listen, I I think all the. I was just at my dentist today, and he's a big LSU guy, and he's about my age. And he was like, I know you're an optimistic guy, but this stuff is really killing me. I said, yeah, I am. I am an optimistic guy. And trust me, Doc, I'm going to live longer than you because I'm not fretting about this crap like you and so many other people are. By the time we get to mid-September, all of this crap about NIL is going to be a distant memory, okay? 
So if, if you want to just hang around and be miserable all summer long, because all the stuff that you're hearing about ad nauseum about NIL and the transfer portal just pisses you off, so be it. But I'm telling you, when Toby's leather, everything's going to change. Um, the, the media in college football has had a field day with negativity and one-way thinking on NIL all offseason. And, and none of the success stories of NIL have been printed. I mean, I haven't seen any. And yet I know they exist. So... You know, put that in your Tim, real book on it as we get ready for September to get here. <laughs> I heard that a long time. Tim, r- real quick, uh, after Ohio State, who, who's the second best team in the Big Ten in your estimation heading into the season? Well, I don't know that we can sleep on Michigan, even though, you know, they've lost a lot. And even though, um, I mean, you know, Jim's done a really good job the last uh, two years in recruiting. I mean, it's not Ohio State, but. I don't think we can sleep on Michigan. I think they're going to be a, a viable uh, threat, and, and we'll find out early uh, because they play some pretty big games uh, in September. We'll find out early if they are legit. Um, Iowa will never go away. They're going to keep playing the way they play. I think there's thought that the, the Hawkeyes will finally have a, a better offense to match their always stingy and, and always high-caliber uh, defense. You know, over in the West, I think that's the most compelling story. You know, we talk about these divisions going away, Lars. But in a lot of ways, with divisions, it gives you more to talk about than just Ohio State, Michigan. You know, in the Big Ten, it gives you a chance to talk about Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, and, um, you know, the other teams in the Western Division that, you know, should have a a chance to get better each year. I I think Nebraska is going to have a breakthrough this year this season. Uh, I see eight or nine wins uh, for for Frost this year. Uh, But if that's going to happen, then somebody that's being touted as being really good, whether that's that's Iowa, Wisconsin, or Minnesota, somebody's got to take a step back if Nebraska is going to get as good as I think they are. The question becomes, who will that be? Minnesota gets Ibrahim back, and and he is an unbelievable back. And uh, if he can stay healthy... You know, at the end of last year, they spoiled Wisconsin's chance to get in the Big Ten championship and, uh, you know, had another nine-win season. Um, they've been on the precipice here for a while. That's not a mirage, what's going on up in Minneapolis. He's uh, he's built a really solid program there. So it's the race for the second-best team is going to be fun to watch in the Big Ten. That's a hell of a good question. Tim, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we appreciate you spending so much time with us. Thanks, and um, go hit the links tomorrow. Thanks, Timmy. I look I look forward to it. Uh, next week, I'll be uh, out of pocket on Monday, just an FYI, because I'll be at Terranea in uh, Los Angeles. Going to play Trump National while I'm there and uh, going to our oh. Fox seminar. But later in the week, maybe Wednesday on, I'd love to be back. So have me. Awesome. We will count Thanks, on Tim. it. Thanks, Tim. Very interested. Very interested to see what happens to Big Ten Media Days tomorrow, aren't you? Even more so. And by the way, yeah, I think they're going to. Lars's face, his, his little face, just lit up in Nebraska <laughs> red. Tim said that uh, they could be a surprise team in the Big Ten. Well, they're going to need to be if Scott yeah, Frost is going to be around in 2023. So right. Uh, coming up, Alex's awesome anecdotes on the Jay Barker Show.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through early tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered storms forming by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Fifth Monday with Alex's awesome anecdotes. What do you have today, Alex? Uh, according to John Rothstein, UAB will face Toledo in the first ever Barstool Sports early base tournament on November 11th at Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, and that's a basketball tournament. Cool. And Mississippi State will play Akron in the other game. Basketball tournaments around Christmas are just flipping awesome. Yeah. And I've, I, I travel with UAB, and they would hold them in such horrible places like Hawaii and Puerto Rico. What was your best trip when you were uh, traveling with UAB? To Lincoln, Nebraska? As far as heritage <laughs> and tradition, it's it's way up there. No, I'm, I'm just saying. like uh, St. Thomas was pretty fun. Cool. fun that you had outside of the radio booth uh, or the broadcast booth. It, it would have to be Hawaii because the – you know, you play three or four games, and so you're there a week. So, was it in uh, Oahu? It's in Honolulu. Honolulu, right yeah. Stayed on Waikiki. All right, Alex, what you got next? Uh, NFL had launched a streaming service called NFL Plus. It's four dollars and ninety nine cents a month, or thirty nine ninety nine a year. That's for the regular version. And if you want the premium, it's nine ninety nine a month, or seventy nine dollars a year. What does it include? Uh, access to live out of market preseason games. Live and local primetime regular season and postseason games. That's only on mobile devices. Uh, live national and local audio for every game. NFL Network shows on demand and NFL films archives. Yeah, this is a big deal. And uh, I, I need to learn more about it. But um, it, it, uh, the, there have been some issues like with Game Pass, Right uh, on uh, NFL.com, which I always have. Like you can't watch games live. You can watch them sort of right when they're over. But um, now th- this is great because I mean this is a great deal. Um, and I know there's some caveats, but um, that uh, the fact that you can watch on your mobile device and have access to uh, live games and uh, re- in the regular season, primetime, postseason. Uh, I think it's a pretty pretty big deal, um, and just for uh, forty bucks a year, that that's a it's a great great deal, and um, uh, yeah. So it used to be like NFL Game Pass was uh, ninety nine a year, and that that's what I've had. But uh, I, I need to look more into it. But the the initial reaction I've heard over social media has been very positive. And when you get the streaming service, can't you you can just plug it? For lack of a better term, from an IT idiot, you can just plug it right in your TV, right? Is that right? Uh, that I, that I don't know. Um, can you I, take I, a mobile device and stream it on your big screen? I'd have the right big screen, like yeah. you can, uh, it has to be. It. Yes, 
like a smart TV. Yeah, I mean, I, I just hated the fact that the only way if you're going to watch NFL live at home is you had to get the Sunday ticket, and that was so I- expensive. Uh, that was about uh, $300 a year. Wow. Um, and that's DirecTV, and DirecTV has owned Sunday ticket rights since 1994, but um, they're not uh, apparently bidding for uh, contract rights uh, after this season. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll be interesting. Alex, tee up one more. Uh, Draymond Green went on Twitter last night and said, I'm watching the 98 Bulls versus Utah in the finals. I can't help but notice our 2017 team would have beaten these Bulls by a dub and these Jazz by 40 if they're going to play these brands of basketball. That's why it's dumb to compare eras. Okay, I saw that. I took great issue with what he said. I'll take the Bulls all day long on that one with Scottie Pippen, uh, say the, the leader, Michael Jordan, uh, Horace Grant, uh, you know Steve Kerr. Uh, I, I forget. Cartwright. Who the big, I don't know if Cartwright was the big man on that was, team. Uh, most uh, t- Tony Kukoc. Um, I just think uh, they had they had more weapons inside and outside, and also they had the best player of all time, the best player in the world, the best player who has ever walked the planet in Michael Jordan, and Jordan was in his prime. I love Steph Curry. He's my favorite player. I love how he plays the game. Uh, he's changed the game in ways I think even Jordan didn't change the game because it's a, it's all different now because of, of the way Steph uh, shoots the ball. But in, in a in a seven game series, I'm taking the Bulls in that one, Matt. It's uh, a real easy thing to say because it'll never happen. It's a good like barroom debate, yeah. you know, and uh, that we are sort of in talking season and for almost all sports in yeah. general. But um, yeah, what, what do you think, Alex? Have you had a chance to go back and look at those '98 Bulls? I watched the last dance, though, probably, yeah. Yeah. And who do you like? Who, who do you like in that matchup? I'd say the Bulls. More physical. Yeah. A lot more physical. More talented. <laughs> yeah. In front, you got Jordan. He cut your heart out with a butter knife. And by the way, he played on both ends of the floor. I'm sure you know that. Out. Yeah. Uh, our thanks to Timmy B and to Mick Gillespie. Lars, glad you're better. Alex. And who's going to guard Jordan on that team? Uh, Draymond? The only Play. guy that could ever really guard him was T.R. Dunn from Alabama. Who's the Jordan stopper? Craig Elo? Uh, <laughs> I forget. Y'all have a blessed day. Hi, this is Wes McCall.